0: Today, we're in uh, Luke chapter, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 5, and uh, we're looking at uh, verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 20. And today, we're going to talk about telling the truth, telling the truth. The scripture says in chapter 5 and verse 20, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, it is very important in all our relationships that we tell the truth to one another. All healthy relationships are built upon truth. In our day and in our time, we are seeing a great casualty. And I would say the greatest casualty of our time is truth. We hear a lot about misinformation. We hear a lot about uh, people uh, not uh, uh, being honest and open with each other. Truth-telling is in short supply these days. Truth-telling is in short supply. And any relationship that is a healthy relationship is built upon truth-telling to each other. The Bible speaks of it this way. Speak the truth to each other in love. Speak truth in love to each other. And when you do that, uh, you are building a healthy relationship with other people. Why do people not tell the truth? You ever ask yourself, why do people not tell the truth? Why do people lie? Well, I want to give you three reasons why we come up with uh, not telling the truth. One, we try to protect ourselves. We try to protect ourselves. It is in vain, of course, but we're trying to protect ourselves from something we did, and we don't want somebody else to know about it. Uh, This past uh, summer in um, Hawaii, we were visiting with our grandchildren, and we're out there in the water playing. And uh, my grandson's four and a half years old. And he's at that age where um, he's going to test everything you tell him to do. And if you tell him he can play in the water, he's going to go out as far as he can into the area where he shouldn't be. And he did that this time. And I said, now, son, come on back. Well, he looks at me, and he kind of laughs and goes out a little further. And I said, now, son, you need to come on back to Papa." And he looks at me, and he laughs, and he goes out a little further. Finally, I've had enough. And I said, son, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. I turned around and was headed back. And this little guy took off back to his mom and daddy. He not only caught up with me, he passed me up, got on the other side, And when he got to his mom and daddy, he reached down to his left knee, and he said, I hurt my knee. My knee hurts so bad. My knee hurts so bad. Well, when I told him he was in trouble, he was trying to deflect, you know. And he said, my knee, my knee hurts so bad. And his daddy asked him, he said, which knee is it, son? Oh, this knee over here, daddy, it really hurts real bad. We lie, we not tell the truth in order to protect ourselves from the consequences That we know are coming. God has built this world. As a moral world. There's right. And there's wrong. And when we behave. In righteousness. And do the right thing. Life works out for us. But when we try to. Deceive other people. With what we have done. Life doesn't work out so well. And we find that we are in trouble again and again and again. God has built the world as a moral world, and there are consequences for doing wrong, and there are blessings for doing right. And if you can just comprehend that and put that into practice in your life, you will find that you're going to be on the blessing side more than the consequence side. Because that's how God wants to bless you. That's how God wants to deal with you. That's how God wants to honor you, is by blessing the right choices that we make. Another reason why people lie is that we deceive ourselves. We really don't want the truth to be told. We want to put forward a face, an image that's really not us. And so we fake it till we make it. We try to put something out there that's not real, and we try to put out an image that's not really us. And so we are deceiving ourselves when we try to project an image that's really not us. I want to tell you, folks, it takes ten times more energy to keep up a false impression than it is to just be yourself and let the world get used to it. It takes ten times more energy to project and maintain a self that is not real than it does to just be yourself and let the world get used to it. I tell people, come to a Bible study class, come to Sunday school. Well, I, I don't know anybody in there. I've heard that a million times. And my response is this. You don't have to know anybody in there. Just walk in, sit down, and say, here I am, get used to it. Here I am, this is me, and this is who I am, and you will be respected. And you will be received. And uh, because God just kind of makes the world that way. But if we work real hard at, presenting an image that's really not us, we spend more time and more energy trying to protect that and keep it out there and cover it up whenever we do make mistakes than we would if we just said, hey, this is me, get used to it. So it's important in relationships that we are honest and real with each other. And being honest and real with each other requires that we tell the truth. Another reason people tell lies is they get something they want. We can't get it honestly, so we tell uh, a lie in order to get something else we want. And a lot of times, what we really want is just a lot of attention. Just a lot of attention. There is something in this world called drama. When I was at uh, camp with our students, uh, another church was there, and I've known the pastor and his wife for a long, long time, and um, they were talking about the drama they were having to deal with. And when we think about drama, uh, we think about girls. Girls are always into drama, you know. Not so these days. Boys are into drama as much or more than girls. Why? I don't know. But I think it's the fact that we need a lot of attention. It's as if we're not getting a lot of attention. So we create drama. We create drama. And, and the pastor said to his wife, uh, I've I got to go back to the dorm. Um, I'm having boy drama. She says, what do you mean boy drama? She says, I've, I've been taking care of the girls all this time. We don't have any drama. He said, well, I've got boy drama going on. Why? Because we need attention. We're trying to get something we want. And in order to get something we want, we keep the drama going. We keep the gossip going. Do you know that gossip in the Scripture is listed as one of the grave sins of the church? Gossip is listed in the Scripture as one of the gravest sins in the church. Because what gossip does is it disqualifies and it brings down uh, who 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 the person is that we are talking about. And I don't have the right to degrade and disrespect anyone. I do not have the right to degrade and disrespect anyone. That's why we need to seek to have honor in our relationships with each other, and truth-telling brings honor into the relationship. Now, I shared with you last week, Something that I want you to remember about building relationships in trust. Trust is something that is built one step at a time. And truth is the stairwell of that building trust. Does that make sense? Trust is built one stair step at a time. It it doesn't happen just because you say so. It happens because you do so. And when your behavior becomes consistent over time and responsible and accountable to other people, then you find that there's trust being built one step at a time. And each rung of that stepladder is called truth. That's how important truth is in building healthy uh, relationships. What does the Bible teach us about not telling the truth? What does the Bible teach us about lying? Number one, God hates lying, and he will punish, the Bible says, all liars. God hates lying, and he will punish all liars. He says in verse 20, you shall, bear, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. The setting here, the context here, is a courtroom. And in the courtroom, you're to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Now, in the Old Testament, the word truth has four letters. One, two, three, four letters. The first letter of the word for truth in the Hebrew alphabet is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The second letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the second letter of the word for truth. And the last letter, the last two letters of the Hebrew alphabet are the last two letters of the word for truth. Now, this is where we get the concept you shall tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. That's where that concept comes from you shall say you shall tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you god that's how important honesty and truthfulness is in the court and that concept of truth telling comes from the hebrew word for truth so this term for truth is as old as the bible and god takes it very very seriously In fact, the Bible says he hates lying and will punish all liars. In Revelation 21, verse 8, All liars, their part will be in the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone. Folks, in order to to miss hell and make heaven, there's going to have to be a change of heart. You don't just wake up one day and quit telling lies and quit telling gossip. There has to be a change of heart. And that change of heart comes from the conversion experience of the Holy Spirit in our life when we say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin, take charge of my life, and be Lord of my life. And then we put on Christ every day, just like putting on this coat this morning. We put on Christ every day. And when we put on Christ, we speak the truth in love. And that's what we're noted for. That's our reputation. That's our character. And when people speak of us, they speak of integrity. They speak of character. They speak of reliability. They speak of accountability. And that becomes our witness to the world. And God's serious, very, very serious about telling the truth. In Proverbs, secondly, the Bible says that lying corrupts a person. It corrupts a person. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, verse 3, people who can't be trusted are destroyed by their dishonesty. People who cannot be trusted are destroyed by their dishonesty. Proverbs 11, and verse 3. And thirdly, the Bible says, a lying person is insensitive to God's Holy Spirit. A person who lies is is not sensitive or not being led by the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians 4.29 says, Speak only what is helpful, what is building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now I've said this before, I want to say it again. Put-downs need to be put away. If you're going to have a healthy relationship Put-downs need to be put away. Sarcasm is nothing but anger being manifested. And I know people who are so ingrained in sarcasm, they think nothing of it. But the truth is, they're operating from a heart of anger and mistrust and hurt. It is the Holy Spirit of God active in our life when we say, Lord Jesus, You take control of my behaviors. You take control of my actions. You take control of my tongue. You take control of my words so that we speak the truth in love. The Bible teaches in the book of James that the human tongue is like the rudder on a ship. Uh, The human tongue is a very small portion of the human body, but it has a lot of power. It can direct the person's life like a rudder, directs the the direction of a ship, and so we want to be careful that that small instrument called the tongue is speaking the truth in love, and when we speak the truth in love, then we're in the right direction. We're always doing the right thing, and that's where we get the word righteousness. Righteousness in the Bible speaks about God. God is always right. God is always in the right, and God is always seeing to it that the right gets done. That's what righteousness means. Righteousness means God is always right, God is always in the right, and God is always seeing to it that the right gets done. That is the righteousness of God. And when our tongue is under the control of the Holy Spirit, and we are speaking the truth in love, when we are building each other up, when we're putting away put-downs, when we're putting away sarcasm, we are building each other up and strengthening the fellowship and the relationship in the household of faith. And that's what God is looking for in a healthy church. So finally, why tell the truth? Why tell the truth? Number one, I want to be a person who tells the truth because I want a healthy, lasting relationship. I want want the kind of relationship that when I am with that person, they are free to speak to me truth. They are free to speak truth into my life. Not tell me everything I want to hear all the time. Remember, you need four people in your life. You need the prophet that will tell you what you don't want to hear. You need the cheerleader that will always... Uh, um, encourage you to to go forward and to to do well. You you need four people in your life to be able to grow as a believer and grow as a Christian, but one of those needs to be the person that will tell you the truth. Invite that person into your life. Don't be afraid to see yourself in a new way. Don't be afraid to see uh, your behaviors and your actions in ways that you haven't seen before. Because we're all trying to cover up what we're doing. We're all trying to to put forward our best shoe. And sometimes our best shoe covers up who we really are. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, 23, In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. So speak the truth in love. Now, honestly, if you've got one person in your life that's willing to speak truth to you, you have a friend. Most people aren't willing to push the envelope enough to speak that freely to you because they don't know how you'll take it. They don't know how you'll respond. And if you have a friend that's willing to speak truth to you, then you have a real friend thank God for that person. Number two, why tell the truth? I want to live with myself as well as with others. I, I want to live a life of no regrets. I want to be able to put my head on my pillow at night and say, Lord, I've said what I should say today. I've tried my best to be encouraging, and I've tried my best to speak the truth in love. Living without regrets is a Free experience that we enjoy because we speak the truth in love. The Bible said it's better to be poor than a liar. It is. It's better to be poor than to be a person of deception. And a third reason to tell the truth is I want to live in a better world. I don't want the world I live in to be so infected with lies and misinformation. I want the world I live in to be a world of truth so that truth is not the casualty of our time. And I really believe that truth has become the casualty of our time. We don't know who to trust. We're not sure if what we are hearing is the truth. And it's sad that that's happening in our day when there's so much information available to us. It's hard to screen it and decide, is this truth or is this not truth. That's sad. That's the day we live in. That's our modern times. And the Bible says it's an indicator of end times. In the end time, the Bible says, children will lie against their parents. In the end days, children will lie and deceive their own parents, and we live in a day where our children run the day. They decide what we do with our time. They decide where we go. They decide how we spend our money, because we're trying to keep them happy. And what we're seeing is a regression of our society, what we need are parents and adults who will stand up and say, this is the direction to go. This is the direction to live your life. Follow me. And be solid about it. Be convicted about it. Teach your children to follow your example. And let your example be something they will want to emulate as they grow older. So why tell the truth? Number one, I want to have a lasting relationships. I've uh, spent some time yesterday with a friend who goes from relationship to relationship to, to re- relationship. And um, it's sad when a person can't settle in and say, these are my friends and have been my friends a long time, and, uh, and we will always be friends. Instead, they're always looking for someone to listen. And it becomes very difficult because they're afraid to hear the truth. I want lasting relationships, so I speak the truth. Number two, I want to live with myself as well as with others. I want to live a life without regret. I want to be a person that can put his head on the pillow at night and go sound asleep in the peace of conscience. And thirdly, I want to live in a better world. I want to leave this world in better condition than what I'm experiencing it today. Therefore, I will be a person that's goal-directed, principle-directed, principle-oriented. This is the direction I will go in my life. I will serve the Lord with my life. Um, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, the Scripture says. And that's what we choose to do, and that's how we choose to live. Will you bow with me as we pray? Father, we thank you for the word of God that challenges us to speak the truth in love. Thank you, Lord, for our friends and our relationships through time that are bold enough to speak the truth to us. And thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy that allows us to listen well. Because there's times we just don't want to hear the truth. There's times when it's hard to accept what the truth is. Remind us today, Lord, that we've all sinned and fallen short of your glory. Remind us, Lord, today that because of our sin, Jesus came and died for our sins. Came and paid the price of his blood on the cross that we might be forgiven of all of our sins and have life everlasting. And I pray this morning as we sing this hymn of response that there be one person that says, I want to give my life to Jesus, they'll come and be seated on this front row and indicate that we want to counsel and pray together with them and indicate that they want to give their life to Jesus. I pray they will come today. Not put it off another Sunday, not put it off another time, but will come today. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to the Sunday morning worship service of the Ekron Baptist Church you too can accept the eternal life offered by Jesus Christ. First, admit that you are a sinner. Then believe that Jesus Christ can forgive you of your sins and ask Him to come into your heart and change your life. Then confess your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you've made this decision today, write to us at the Akron Baptist Church, 2775 Hayesville Road, Akron, Kentucky, 40117. If you're looking for a church home, we invite you to be a part of our growing family with programs and Bible studies for all ages. Join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. for morning worship from the Ekron Baptist Church. Until that time, may God bless.